Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. You only get one. Yep. You only get one it's been, in I the whole I've been, run. I've been, I've been looking at the numbers. It's been creeping and creeping. You only get one in the entire run. And this was our run today. Um, yeah. Dexterity Box joined by PunkChef41. As always, how's your week been, mate? A uh, little bit stressful. My fifth freezer died on Wednesday, so like at half 11 at night, I was running to my shed to put stuff in that little freezer in there, in my boxes, and then trying to figure out a way of getting a free freezer sorted. Because ah. it's one of those things, you don't buy a new free freezer because you want a new one. You buy one once they're dead. And to be fair, our free freezer came with the house. So it was one of those things, we didn't know what it say was when we got it, but Got that all sorted. I had to buy a mini drinks fridge thing to keep stuck. We got told it could be anywhere from Saturday to next Friday. Then the free freeze will come in. It came up. It came on Saturday, so I now have a little drink fridge in my room thing. So <laughs> solid. So fridge freezer related woes for yourself then this week. Yes. Uh, so yeah, adult. So it just, it just been one of those things. I now have a little fridge thing in here with drinks in and uh, and also working on a little project for over the summer, trying to move me out of here, essentially, at some point. Uh, I've got to, we've got to do some concreting at some point. So The project's not a child, is it, Jake? <laughs> uh, not yet. <laughs> I was going to say, well, after last week, what you were saying, you never but I know. Did, I did get to meet my niece uh, on Tuesday. It was lovely. Uh, so it's been really good week. It just, you know what those things, when things go wrong, you then have to replace those things and something like a fridge freezer is quite important. How's your week been? And happy birthday, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's been all right. I was working on my birthday, but I took the Saturday off because I was always going to take the Saturday off. It was meant to be in uh, London at Wembley Park. At Park, I had a lovely hotel book. Thanks for that, Wednesday. Wasn't well, uh, meant to be something happening with Wednesday that day? Yeah, the, the, we well, the there, was, there was a chance, uh, but it never actually came to fruition. So I, I pivoted last minute and we just went out for a Manchester night out, went and ended up in Manchester. Um, felt, the pain, felt the pain the day after, as you, as you do. You realise you're getting too old to be uh, drinking excessive levels of alcohol and yep. not suffer for it for 56 years afterwards. Um, not that I would do such a thing, of course. But You're a responsible it, adult. Exactly. Um, so the day after, um, we got out. Luckily, we got out of Manchester fairly early. Cause I'm I, going to say, did you get out before the City fans started going insane? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, we got, we got, we got out of there fairly quickly. But that was quite good because I forgot. It was last day at season, and I realised how bad it was when we, yeah. we got back, and obviously we watched the last day of the season. Did you watch much of that yourself? Oh, I had about three different screens going, watching different games and scenes. It, I feel for Liverpool because that was very, very close. Mm-hmm. But there's a real mm-hmm. hatred. I, a lot of Wednesday fans don't really like Liverpool fans either, and it's like that thing. A lot of people don't. I, it's, I think it's because I live there. I'm on mm-hmm. the opposite side of that. I lived there for quite a while. And I've just got such an affinity with the city and the people that I kind of like, I've got a soft spot for the team, whereas other people wouldn't have that. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I've always ge- had a, I've had a soft spot, soft spot for Liverpool for a while, but it, it got bigger when Klopp got there because I'm a big Dortmund fan. And when right. he was at Dortmund, he just chained things and he's done it at Liverpool. And you look at what 
he done? It's a good example for Man United fans. You let a, t- a manager build, he can get it right because you're going to get some transfers that will go in that are not going to work straight away, but they don't need much every season now. They don't yeah. need to go do much. And people will go, well, he's had this. They always do the City, like Micah Richards said, well, Man City, uh, Liverpool have spent lots of money as well. Well, Van Dijk and Allison were from the Coutinho sale. The massive difference, right, is Klopp is over getting that team overperforming, and he is actually making well. But yes, Pep's a great manager, and he's making yeah. those players better. And his style of play, he's making those players ex- you know elite talents. Yeah. But he's already got the money to bring in those elite talents. So yes, for me, it's a little bit boring when City win four out of the five titles. I would have liked it to be a bit, bit more, you know, with it, Liverpool in there. It, I felt like Liverpool, they don't, they don't have what. Man City have got and Klopp deserves the title in my opinion yeah. uh, for what he does with that team but it, then again it, you've got to give props to City for managing to sustain the quality even because all the pressure's on them then isn't it so exactly and then you look at the situation at the bottom of the table Burnley going down I think they've got like they've got a 68 million loan they need to repay immediately they could be in trouble they could be in a lot of trouble. Uh, yep. Leeds doing something that hasn't happened for about 11 years, being in the relegation zone and then getting out of it. Yeah. Uh, and we, we hate to say that of Wentivan, but well well done, Leeds. It was an achievement for you in a sense, but I don't like saying that. I'm not um, saying it. <laughs> the, 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 the thing you've got is, it's nice when our top of the league, Premier League, I got it right for once. Well done. Um actually has it where something dramatic happens on the final day and it's nice to see because it could have gone either way. Yeah, and it's just, I do want to just, I just don't want to see more of it. I think Liverpool as a city as well gets a bad rap. It's the absolute opposite as the media would have you believe and that's, I guess that's why I live there so much because you, you you get this, pre, if you're not live there, you get this preconceived idea of it and it's actually yeah. probably the friendliest city I've ever been, been in. You know, it's like just such... It's it's somewhere I'd possibly move back, you know. So there's a lot of camaraderie there, and people look after each other. Yeah, not just that, but it's just a decent, it's a decent climate to be in. Not yeah. obviously weather wise, just I mean, just in general. Anyway, that's the prem. Obviously, uh, it's been a week for Wednesday. No football. We're into our summer, summer window of speculation. Nation. Yep. Um. So that's always the fun time. We always enjoy doing these podcasts. They're always a little bit different. Uh, if you've got any ideas for what you'd like to see us do, please let us know. We are receptive to this as we go forward. Yep. Uh, but yeah, no reviews so far. Remember, you can leave us reviews. There's going to be... I will try and stream a few times over the summer period. I will try and um, bring some FIFA stuff back a little bit more. Me and Jake might try and do something. I know you guys like, enjoyed us doing a yeah. little bit of FIFA stuff together. We, I'd be I'd be interested in watching you do a football manager one. I I've got a plan for next season. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah, there is something coming on that front if I can find the time to do it. But I've got an idea that I've not seen anybody else do, so I'm gonna I might do something that it, might. Involve it's always that manager. it's always that fun job of like content creation because if you do something, someone else does it. Like, oh, you're copying him. You're trying to find something. No, because I'm different. such a small channel, I'll do something, and then one of the bigger ones will find it, and then they'll do it, and it'll be their idea. Yeah. That's that's how it works. Um, 
But should we go into the news? We'll start off with because yeah. today is actually going to be our awards show, so you're aware. Yep. Um, but there is quite a lot of news to get through this week, so we will start it with the Sheffield Wednesday news, as we always do. This is from the SWFC website, Owls Confirm Retain List. The Owls can confirm our player retention list following the conclusion of the 2021-22 season. Saido Berahino, Che Dunkley and Sam Hutchinson will be released upon the expiry of their current contracts, while the club have exercised the option to retain Marvin Johnson. New contract offers have been made to Jack Hunt, Massimo Luongo, Nathaniel Mendes-Lang and Joe Wildsmith. Loney's Harley Dean, Lewis Gibson, Tyrese John-Jules, Florian Camberry, Bailey Peacock-Farrell, Olamidi Shadipo and Jordan Story return to their parent clubs. Sheffield Wednesday would like to thank all the departing players for their services and wish them well for the future. End quote. Now, when I first saw this, obviously, usually I'd do a video, I'd break it down. Those videos always uh, have good conversation on them, usually, which is why I like to do them. Wasn't able to do it, so I thought, you know what, let's talk about this on the podcast. It can be its own thing there. I wasn't expecting this specifically. When we were talking about it last week in the potential retain list, this one's a bit of a shocker to me. What stands out to you immediately, Jake? Uh, The Hutch not getting an extra deal. And the big big one is Joe Wildsmith getting a contract. Yes. I, I, that one, I... Joe Wildsmith has come out publicly saying he wants to play 13 football. He said that in the press. So giving him a new contract to either be understudy to Dawson or are we going to do this thing that we did under Monk where we're going to have him battle it out again and not actually bring in another keeper? Because we know how well that went last time. I, d- I don't know. It just, it seems an odd one. It seems like we're not going for a keeper. Wildsmith hasn't been too bad when he's appeared this season, so that's all I can think of. Like he's not really let himself down, has the, he, when he's made his appearances? The two things I can think of is that, and the the probably I know it can sound really cliche, but he has had just had a young family. He just yeah. had a birth of the child. I wonder if there's some of that, but it's also that whole thing. Him being a dad now could actually give him a bit more of a boost to go. I want to be my kid to be proud of me and show what I can do. It's amazing what that can do. No, it's amazing what that can do for a player who hasn't played a lot. Uh, you, re- you read some of the autobiographies of football where they've got kids and they want to make them proud kind of thing. Dude, it's the like, kid's still dribbling. It can't. It no. can't it's, it's possibly only opened its eyes a few times, isn't it? A very young baby. I don't think this. I don't think this season it's getting held at the sidelines, and it's like, oh, look no, at what daddy no, can do in there. No, it's a very young baby. But I, I mean, for him, right? For him personally, show that he because let Maybe me I'm honest, just cynical now in my he, old age. He, no, you're right. You're right in what you're saying, but at the same time, they've got to be that kind of. I can go. I did this in my career to show him later down the line. Like Cameron Dawson got the if he had a kid, it's like. I took, I was in net when Exeter got promoted, like kind of thing. You know, that kind of thing. You are, a so, you are a soft old man, Jake. I am. I am very much so. You're uh, a soft Wild old Smith, man. Wildsmith is a shock, but on the actual ones that we've released, Berahino, I kind of understand it, understand it. It kind of only went good right near the end of the season. It would have been nice to see him get another year, but I don't think we can carry people now. We've got to really think about it. Dunkley did was it he was too he was injured when we got him. He was good when we've had him but he hasn't wasn't consistent enough. Hutch I said we probably weren't gonna give him a new deal. I said we kind of thing and 
I get this one. There's two reasons why it's, it's an A thing, but also what I've read and reached out to some people, apparently family's still down in London. His kids and his missus is down in London still. Who's this? Hutch. Hutch, right, yeah. Apparently, if again, cynical old man, um, but there could be a bit of that having to travel back and forth each time. I don't think, I, I just think we've cut our losses. Right, because we don't. We nothing's really come out as to why yet. There's not been any articles on it really as no. to why. There's not been the way I look at this. Sido Berahino playing for the contract at the end of the season. Maybe Moore's not seen enough of him. Maybe Berahino is actually like I don't want to be an impact sub because that's what he's been played as yeah. as a lot of the as a lot of the fixture. There's probably a couple of things in there. Shea Dunkley injury pre- uh, is, I've I've said this all along. He's always held himself well. He's always spoke well. He's always done the right things. Unfortunately, too injured, not had a chance to feature enough. When yeah. he has featured, obviously coming back off the injury, it's taken him time to get up to speed, and he's looked a bit you know shaky at times. That is that is not his fault. It's injury's fault. I think it's probably best for us to look for somebody a bit more cons- who can be a bit more consistent for us in terms of injuries. That's yeah. just a Wednesday curse in general there. But I think I think it's probably best for Shea to find another club. Us to I I could have seen him get another. A deal that could have been a thing, but injury wise, we really need to move away from that now. So that one's understandable. Um, Sam Hutchinson, he there is the argument that he's he's you know he's he's played more for us and his discipline's been a lot yeah. better. If you are looking forward now, Sam Hutchinson is what thirty three? Am I hey, aging him there? I yeah, think you're right. I'll let me check. But I believe you're right with that. I. I love Sam Hutchinson. Everybody loves Sam Hutchinson in the fan base. But I did say this towards the end of the season. He is perhaps immune to a little bit of the criticism that other players would receive because he's 32. Sam Hutchinson and we all... He's 32, okay. But we'll be 33 we, in that season. Okay. Going into. Because we all appreciate Sam Hutchinson a lot. You know, he's a lot of he's a lot of our... You know, we love the way he speaks about the club and we love he's, he's spent a lot of time here. We perhaps let that hold us back in the fact that... Mm. We, we probably we we could probably retain him as a squad player, but and he probably yeah. that's where my argument maybe is because he's a because he, it would be a squad player, but would he always want to be starting? Would his wage be a little bit higher than the others? Because even though it's probably lower because he came back to us, would it be still be a little bit too high for us to consider him a squad player? And and we can't offer him that sort of money. Is that is that there? I know Sam would like to finish his career with it's been spoken of before, but you also don't insult the man with an offer of yeah. squat if you if you can't see it there. The, I, I don't want to pin I don't want to pin things on one moment, but there's like the Sunderland mistake and things like that. If you're looking forward, we need to get really now. If Darren Moore's here to stay, he needs to get his own back line, and he yeah. needs to because then all the responsibility is on him for the defence, right? If he can build his own back line, we can't defend set pieces, that mentality starts to creep in, then we know it's Darren Moore, right? But if we, but if he has been able to craft that back line himself and have some time to work on it, I can see why you release the likes of Shea Dunkley and Sam Hutchinson personally. And the thing is, I think the final picture of Sam going off in that last game against Sunderland with his head banded up just shows you how much he put, his, he yeah. put on a line for us. And I think that's a fitting photograph for him going in it. We, we won't know the ins and outs, but you look, having Marvin Johnson get uh, an extra years, a really great bit of business by Wednesday. He's really improved and been a great player. The one that people I kept on saying, where's uh, Patterson? Apparently Patterson had another year on his contract. Yeah, that was, we uh, talked about that a while ago anyway. We did, we did speak about that, but I think you'll probably get Hunt sign. Luongo, not sure. Lang, not sure. Wow, Smith, possibly. 
I think, yeah, I think Hunt will do another year. Luongo is the one that actually, I, uh, I'm, by the way, I'm really happy we've retained Marvin Johnson quality. That's a great bit of business. We're obviously going to trigger that, maybe talk talk to see how he gets on over the course of the next season. Marvin Johnson's been excellent after this second half of the season. Super excellent. Um, Massimo Luongo is obviously a risk for us injury-wise. But if you're a stats-based person, and I'm not really a stats-based person, you've got to look at the way the things affect that you know that the squad plays in general and but but stats do count for a lot of people. Our stats are so much better with Massimo Luongo in the side in terms of victories and you know consistency. When he has been in the side, we we do well. I have said in the past he went missing in the playoffs for me. A lot of uh, some people disagree with that. A bit of a, I, I thought that like, but a lot of our team did. But yeah. Luongo, especially for me, wasn't the normal Luongo. We see that in that match. He. If we can keep him fit, that is a quality bit of business and I can see it being another year. But does he want to move on? That's the thing. There's been talks with Massimo Luongo previously. Yeah. About... I'm a championship player. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now it's a point of like, if he does sign another deal deal with us, for me, that's him repaying the faith in Wednesday for paying his wages while he's been injured a lot, you know, Mm. and giving us another go and helping us get it up this season. It would... Because we have offered it, it would be slightly disrespectful for him to turn it down now because of the loyalty we've shown but, to him. If you but actually look, look at what, what we've been doing, if you look at rumours and speculation, we are looking for players in that position just in case. Yeah, but also we probably do need a bit more there because because we might be getting there might be players that fees come in for, you know. Mm. And if fees come in for players, then we do end up losing those players. So Nathaniel Mendes Lang, one that I said I would retain personally. There is championship interest in Nathaniel Mendes Lange if it's on a free. So does he really enjoy the dressing room? Does he enjoy working under Darren Moore? That could be a big part of it. But I would see that sort of player there. We just need to make sure we've got a solid defence behind him because if he's not going to track back, we need to make sure that yeah. the person behind him well, is staying back. I think the thing with Lang, the interesting one, is that he, when he was doing his, is he going to come to Wednesday or not, there was Wigan who were after him. With Wigan now going up, could they kind of go have the interest or could they go, right, we've got a bit more money now. We might not need a Lang as such. Yeah, be interesting to see. Um, Joe Wildsmith, again, this is the this is the shock, the shock for me. Unless he unless there's been some talk there about him battling it out with Cam. I'm really excited to see if Cam comes back in with a world full of confidence and can kick on. I think you know, that's will. that's one of the biggest things for me this season in terms of um what can happen with him really and and Obviously, Joe's got part of that dressing room. I, there still needs to be a keeper situation going on here. We're going to have to see how that develops because... It's, it's either going to be he's going to run it with it during pre-season if he still doesn't think it's right, make a decision, or he's got someone in mind to do right it between the three of you, who's going to get it? Yeah, I can see it being that way as well. But yeah, a few a few shocks on the retain list this this time, but not bad. Not bad no. thinking from Wednesday, really. We need a pacey striker. It's been obvious for quite a while. With, with the whole situation as well, with uh, Windap being a possible move to Argentina uh, that I've seen, because they're all, his old range of managers there, it's been talked about. I think the Star did an article on it. I can't see it, but stranger things have happened. But if you do lose, say, a Windass, where's the pace in your team? 
You what? Yeah, I know, I know. But where's the pace in your team? If you lose what? that up front. I thought Windass didn't have any pace. Well, he's now turned into the Energizer Bunny. He got pace. <laughs> but there's there could there could easily be your offers coming in for yeah. for him currently as well. So mm. we'll we'll we will see what happens there. Right, we we actually going to open that up a little bit because I asked what people thought about it. On I did a quick short while I was out and about, and people commented. Jack the Owl says, "I can't believe they let Hutchinson go. He's one of my favourite players. I wish him all of his best at his new club." I think we echo that sentiment, but I yep. can I can see why the club would part ways. Um, Sheffield Wednesday fan club says, "So sad, Hutchinson's gone." Definitely going to leave a hole in our defence next season, but it was probably his mistake against Sunderland that cost us our season. That probably that probably made up Darren Moore's mind. I don't know if it was the, that 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 would that would have been a contributing factor, but potentially not making the decision. Um, Wednesday slide die TV says I thought Dunkley had potential, but oh well, he is getting to that point where he's prime of his career, not potential now though. Um, Wakeful Wolf says Hutch was a surprise to me. Did very well last season. I didn't really like Dunkley that much at all, to be honest. Each to their own on that one, but Hutch has surprised quite a few people here. Owen Rowley says, absolutely good for Hutch. Absolute legend of a man, not bothered about the other two. Russell Newton says, surprised with Hutchinson, if I'm honest. Zach Briley says, gutted about Hutch, not too bothered about the other two. Uh, Oliver Cromwell, don't think it's the Oliver Cromwell. (laughs) I'd be surprised. So glad Berahino is gone. Knew it wouldn't work out. Hutch is just too old now. I'm surprised on that Berahino comment there because I think it could have worked out if he'd have been played a little bit more personally. Um, yeah, just Hutchinson. Surprise, surprise, surprise. That's what I'm seeing. Uh, then again, student Bob comes in and says, if you read all the Twitter comments, you think we'd just let Bobby Moore go. Hutch is a great guy and he's been one of the most consistent players we've had in the last eight years or so, but we'd like Kieran Lee, it's time to move on. We should wish him well in his next chapter and thank him for his heroic performances. But the team needs more than he can give now. I thought that was quite a... That, that's quite a good one, actually. And good example with the Kieran Lee. Yeah. Um, Jay writes in, I can't argue with Berahino or Dunkley being released, personally given their wages and players who are better likely being available for cheaper. Would love Hutch to have stayed as a backup player, as he seems a really good bloke, leads by example, and seems very articulate and intelligent in interviews. I won't comment on those we've offered new deals to as yet, as I bet you'll be putting up a new video for everyone to talk about. Hello, this is the video. Um, Up the hours and dexterity box and punch F2. Thanks, Jay. Um, Just be careful when you mention wager because there's been a lot of that recently on Twitter and a lot of people go, oh, I can't believe it's on this much and stuff. And Barry Bannon's actually come back at it. Like what you see, what their wages are on some of these websites is not what they're getting. Yeah, let us do the... uh... The clickbaity headlines. Uh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get yourself embroiled. We all, the thing is, we're always careful with it because you never want to actually insult someone. We only do if, if if something else has been reported and we even say, these are alleged reports, right? Yeah. Don't go tagging a player in and battering them saying, you earn this much because you don't really know, even if it's been reported and in a certain way. To be way. fair, the person that did it, yeah, let's have a go at the club captain who you've had a go at all season on the de- after the Sunderland game where he's going to be a little bit raw and he's probably going to be biting back. Yeah, well, you know. On. Steve White says, I kind of knew Berahino and Hutch would go. I did say Dunkley, so not too surprised. I actually thought more would be gone, but I know Chancery said um, he won't. I don't, I can't, I can't, I can't articulate that one, Steve. Sorry, mate. <laughs> likes of, oh, basically, so players can go unless the likes of Windass, Gregory, Bannon, 
they, they'll stay unless a good enough offer comes in yeah. for them. So, yeah, that's uh, he has been talking about letting players go a little bit more now. Johnny writes in and says, can't believe we let Hutch go. He bleeds blue and white. Not too bothered about the other two. Personally, I think Mendes Lang should have gone too. He hasn't done anywhere near enough to warrant a new deal in my eyes. He was at fault for the Sunderland goal in the home leg. Yes, Hutch made a mistake in the away leg, but mistakes happen. How but standing, yeah, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. But standing, uh, but standing and watching as they break to allow a two-on-one against Palmer in the home leg is unforgivable. If he had tracked back with his pace, he would have helped. But he just Fair stood enough. and watched as the ball went over his head. I hope we managed to get Dean Gibson and Story back. Yeah, I had to say because he did yeah, finish yeah. that off there and give the explanation. Well, someone saying Dean Story. How about getting Flint back? Because Aiden Flint is currently a free agent. Yeah, thanks for saying that. Now you've just completely... Uh, we, we can't clip that one out anymore and talk about that later. <laughs> uh, Phil Starr writes in, says, For Hutchinson, he's popular, of course, but football isn't a game of fame. It's glory and goals and not... It's glory through goals and not conceding them. There's better out there for the money, I think. We can't be sentimental about players in League One. They were all good servants to the club, but we need more goals and a better defence. In brackets, and the ability to last 93 minutes. Um, HMS PTL soon sank last season, didn't it? Let's sort it out now and get a team firing early and consistently this season. What I'd read most of them, to be fair, because I think it was a good, it was a good analysis and sort of varied thought process of where we're at as a club and thoughts on the retain list. So thank you for writing us in. Let us know what you think about the players released from Sheffield Wednesday and what's going to happen for the season ahead. Okie dokie. Right. So this is from The Star. Sheffield Wednesday, former Charlton Athletic midfielder, ends up on the Owls radio, radar, not radar, after a strong season. Quote, the Owls are known to be on the lookout for a combative midfielder as Darren Moore puts together a squad for the upcoming campaign. And The Star understands that one that's been put forward is the former Charlton Athletic youngster. End quote. Side note here, his name is Brendan Sarpong Wiradu. Uh, Wairadu, Wairadu, another one that I will struggle to pronounce until somebody tells me how I actually say it, like Adeniran. Um, Adeniran, I'm still, it's just me, isn't it? Quote, it's thought that the 22-year-old has made his way onto the list of players that Wednesday could potentially look into over the summer, and the player would no doubt be keen to take the step up to the... take up the step up from the fourth tier if the right opportunity arose. With six goals and assists in 38 league games this season, Wiridu played a big role in Colchester's mid-table finish in the campaign gone, but indications are that they wouldn't stand in his way if a reasonable offer was tabled. End quote. Thoughts on this one then? I'd never really heard of him before. Did you... He's not even popped up on my radar, to be fair. I did some digging when I... the He looks like a very promising player and... You look at what Wednesday are probably trying to do this season with getting the age down because we did go into that season with a very old squad. And it's it's going to be interesting what Darren Moore does this season because I think this will be the season where you can finally judge him on what happens to properly because it'll be a mixture of him getting the players he wants in without having any... Um, um, what's the word restrictions restrictions thank you uh, where you can see what he's doing you can see already a little bit with some that relief list with saying Hutchinson he want, like you said you want him to get his own defensive line in now and yep. we th- the thing is this when the team has always had this problem where we've had players still from other managers in a squad constantly still there which it's sometimes great but sometimes it causes problems and 
if this could work out to be like Adoniran kind of deal where he comes in and looks pretty solid, that'd be ideal because up until Adoniran's injury, he was looking like he's going to be one to play for the season. I'm happier with where we're looking now because I'm looking at his record, right? So he's only 22, as we've said, born in 1999. Oh, God. Um, he can play midfield, fullback or wingback. So he's got that versatility, which that is useful. Um, from 2018 to 21, he was at Charlton, but made no... So he's never made an, a senior appearance for Charlton, okay? He only, he only made one appearance in the League Cup and two in the FA Cup over his time there. Uh, but he did go on to the National League loan with Bromley, made 11 appearances. That was in 2018-19. Went on loan to Colchester, made seven appearances, uh, 10 total. Didn't score any goals, but that's not really what he's there to do. Then they signed him. So they signed him for the 2020-2021 season. Yikes. How many 20s now? <laughs> he made 20 appearances for him, scoring one goal. And then last season, as we just said, 38 appearances. 45 in total, though. That's not what says. So he's made fo- he's made the cup appearances too. He's, he's scoring two goals. He's managed to have a good run of football. Exactly. So you're picking him up off his, after his first fully like bedded in season where he has been a first team player. I like the age. I like the potential. I trust Darren Moore at the minute. He's got not given me any reason to not trust him on these oh. younger players with the likes of Adeniran, you know, coming through. So if he thinks a young player is going to be ideal for the club. Would be I interesting am... to see what they put Jaden Brown in. Considering the position he can play. I forgot we even... Do we still have Jaden Brown? Yeah, we signed him. He's a permanent signing. He just never got back in the squad after the, did, that. I swear he hardly, even, he hardly even made the bench, did he? No, not really. Um, yeah, that's the point. But anyway, yeah, it, we, he might deploy in that midfield role, but we've got, we have got midfielders there. But it's, an, it's another option if he, if he wants to play wing back and go out through there. Let's have a look at his FIFA card, as we always do. He's a 63-rated rare bronze, so he'd probably get a slight upgrade for coming to Wednesday after his first season there. 78 pace. Not bad, actually, not bad for a midfield workhorse there. You've got 56 shooting, 58 passing, 64 dribbling, 61 defend- defending, and 65 physical. I'm just trying to work. Yeah, so I can see his meta there, actually. 74 strength, not the best, but 85 stamina. Yeah, he could be a little bit of an engine there. And his, his pace is nearly at 90, because if you look at it, his acceleration is 79 and his sprint speed 78. So 80, sorry, not 90. Not too bad. He's not really a passer, but he could, uh, if you get him in career mode, you can, you can make him a proper ball winning midfielder there and he will, uh, he will fly up for you being 22. Yeah. And I love players like that being a FIFA player. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, you're getting well, FIFA, you know, you're getting FIFA 23, but then you, so you can still call it. Then it's yeah, EA you are getting FIFA 24 as well, but EA aren't making it. So that's going to confuse a lot of people. Oh God. Yeah. FIFA have gone, we'll make our own game. That'll be interesting. See how that works. So far, but yeah. 2K rumoured to be the people involved. I'll have a, I'd take a punt on him if it's, if it's reasonable. Now we can sign players, see what happens. Yeah. Another player, Sheffield Wednesday, a link with, this is... Is this from the star as well, Jake? Uh, yes, but it was in like what their big roundup as things of players who were looking at. Okay, we'll just tag it on to the last topic and that's fine. Sheffield Wednesday reportedly eyeing a move for Newcastle midfielder Elliot Anderson. I've heard of this guy because I play football manager. 
Quote, the 19-year-old thoroughly impressed during his second half of the season alone with Bristol Rovers as he scored eight goals in 22 appearances and helped um, them win promotion back to League One. He also made his Magpies debut on January 9th, 2021 in a 2-0 FA Cup defeat to Arsenal and followed it up with his Premier League bow weeks later in a 3-0 defeat to Arsenal. What do you think on Elliot Anderson, Jake? He is an absolutely fantastic player. I watched a little bit of Bristol Rovers stuff this season uh, due to, not, one, to one vlogs because of Charlie. He's done some lots of vlogs. He's very quick. He very, they done, they've done the thing that we normally know. They fall in love with a lone player. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh, can we have him back for next season? Because this is the thing. If, if, if Newcastle are happy with how he progressed at Bristol, they might turn and say, well, we'll let you have another go in League One with Brittle. But do they want him to have that experience of a big crowd to see what could happen? Because no, I think this might happen to us for once. This usually happens the other way around, right? Where a player <laughs> comes to us and then they go to a team at the other end of the table when we're in the same league and we're like, oh, always happens to us. Sorry, Bristol Rovers, but can this happen to for us for once? Yeah. that you Because the way you've got to look at it from a parent club's perspective, if yes, he might have enjoyed his time on club there, but are Bristol Rovers going to get drawn into a relegation battle or are they going to be, whereas Sheffield Wednesday will be eyeing top two, we've got to this season. So do you want to put him in that at 19, you know, going into his 20s, trial by fire with a big Hillsborough crowd? Oh, it's Attendance FC again. We're going there. You can't even <laughs> sympathise with Sunderland over that anymore. It's, They've gone. <laughs> it's, it's, also, it's also one of those things where Newcastle could turn around and go, right, we want, you've done League 2. Do they want him to keep his progression from League 1 and then next season do a championship club? Because yeah. there was stuff saying if we got to championship, they were willing to let him go to us if we got to championship. So I don't know where their mind is with it. Yeah, see what see what happens there. Maybe they do want to just chuck him in two leagues higher and go straight to the championship. But steady steps, a League One season, a promote potentially a promotion winning season. Yeah, for Elliot he's Anderson had, with us, would he's be had fantastic. one on the cards already, so you know what it's like. Twenty one appearances, eight goals though. That's that's insane. That's good, you know. And it's he's, he only went there in January, didn't he? Yep. <laughs> I would uh, be very interested in that one. Let's have a quick look at his. His FIFA card because that's what we do here. He is. Yep. Has he got one? Yes, he has. There we go. Elliot Anderson. No, that's not his card. Oh, he's got 81 potential in career mode, though. He's a, he's another 63. This season, he's a. That'll get bumped. Definitely yeah. get bumped. So he start. I, he was. A, no, he's a 63 in career mode. He was a 62. Um. Cam with 66 pace, 62 shooting, 59 passing, 65 dribbling, 35 defending, 49, and he's a bronze. So I think he will be a, it'll be a silver. It'll be about 65 next season, 66. I think that's pretty easy to state there. But yeah, does he? Is he? When you talk about what you've seen him do for Rovers, has he been deployed as that Cam? Yes, he has. Okay, and we yeah, do he's... play with that. That's Bannon's role though. So it all depends on how you look at it kind of thing we've got to try and find a way we're at that point where we've got to find a way of getting Bannon in that role he liked because he's not we've said it in the past he's good play but when he's uh, used that kind of low midfield just behind the defence he's not as effective as he's in front of uh, or in front of a midfield and then behind the front front two if you do it so it's going to be interesting what we do on that one because Bannon club captain it's one of those ones where he plays kind of thing you know what I mean 
Yeah. So yeah, and I and it's as you said, I don't want to. If it's going to hinder his performance, Barry Banners plays so much better when he's not have to be as deep. So yeah. see see what happens. I'm I'm it's, I'm I'm past the disappointment stage now. I'm sort of like excited about the rebuild of a season. You know, like can we can to we be just fair, kick on now? Isn't where we need a more players as we think. I think I think we said this last season though, and then injuries is like a ton of bricks, and it became a situation of like, oh, if yeah, we're playing we three midfielders, we do need options. Yeah, but like you said, everyone had a season ticket to the injury room. Yeah, well, I, so. I, I somebody else said that, and I've decided to claim it. But it was somebody in our comment section. So thanks for that. You're giving me me lines. Anyway, Elliot Anderson, see what happens. Owls have been awarded family excellence. This is from the Sheffield Wednesday website. We're not going into it, but we've uh, been awarded family ex- excellence for status for the 21-22 season. One of 65 clubs awarded it. This is from Examiner Live. Sheffield Wednesday owner Des Chancery breaks his silence on Darren Moore's future. Quote, Darren Moore will be staying on Sheffield Wednesday manager for next season. Chairman Des Chancery has confirmed. Moore in his first full year of charge of the Hillsborough outfit came within a whisker of at the Owls leading... Out leading the Owls back to the championship at the first attempt. So that's obviously this is a bit of a piece, a filler piece on just talking about what Wednesday have done over the season. We'll get to what Moore said about Chancery. Oh no, this is Chancery. What he's said yeah. to. I appreciate Darren's ambition. He tried to do his best for the club and now we need to improve our strengths and weaknesses. We still have lots of jobs to do. I speak to him a lot. I spoke with him before we came on this call. We have a good relationship. We'll talk once a week or sometimes every day. If we don't talk, then we'll text together. He'll still be here next season. Thailand-based Chansiri has vowed to do what he can to support more following their playoff heartache. Quote, I always want to get promotion and I'll do as much as I can to do that. So, of course, I'm disappointed not to do that for the fans in the club, he said. It's football, though. You can win, you can lose. We need to accept that, end quote. So, uh, just a quick one there. Just him sort of reiterating his comments that he's backing he's also, more going he's forward. Also, he's also come out today saying, basically, if, if there's a player there and we can do it properly without it being a stupid amount of money, we'll do it. But he said, we've got to be sensible with what we do. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I can see the strategy going forward, really. And it I, feels like we've got a strange thing called a long term plan that we've not had for quite yeah. a and it's nice. Yeah, it's a bit it's a bit odd, isn't it? It's yeah. a bit odd. Apologies for that. My phone rang during it. It's a Sheffield number, but I've been getting so many scam numbers lately, I'm never quite sure. We'll uh, see what that was after the podcast. Anyway. The season awards. We are in to the season awards for the 21-22 season. Now, very similar to the way we did this last year. If you are a newer watcher of the podcast, newer listener of the podcast, it's basically going to run the exact same as it did last year. So you will not know anything different. We are going to, however, we're going to do our player of the season last. Okay. We shall probably actually spoil in the, in the promo for this bit. But, you know, whatever. Uh, We're going to start today with Sheffield Wednesday's signing of the season. Okay, so our first award, signing of the season. Now, Jake, I'm going to just look at mine so I can forget all yours because I know yours are listed there as well. But you talk me through who is your signing of the season and why is 
this play or signing of the season? Mine is Byers. Yes, he didn't come and start well when he came in because he had a little bit of an injury issue. But then come January, he really stepped up when we needed to him. We saw a player that we kind of got told what he could do, but we had that thing when we signed it. It was like he got a couple of injury records. We're like, oh, have we signed another croc? But he's very good on the ball. He gets forward. He's most goals he's good in his career, I believe, at Wednesday this season when he was at Swansea. And he's just made that midfield really interesting because you can rely on it with a Bannon Byers. Hopefully, Math, if he signs, you know what that midfield is and what he can do. And he's got a good defensive thing. He can get back and cover as well. I just thought it was very clever business by Wednesday. Yes, if we ever have a point where we want to sell, I think there's a 20% sell-on fee or something like that. But it just, for a player of his ability, he'd been a really good capture for me by Wednesday. And he just really brought into what Wednesday are and how we play. And he he just got, when he scores, he got a smile on his face. And it's just nice seeing a player with that technical ability as well with Bannon. Because Bannon and him, you put them together, they are a really good combination in that middle. I, I can't disagree with most of that, apart from my signing of the season is Marvin Johnson. Right. Because there's that, there's that redemption arc with it as well. But it's, for me, he's been our best player at linking through. And to have a player that can cross like him again mm. has just brought so much more to our game when we were talking about getting balls into the box and actually making it happen. So for me, Marvin Johnson, the way he's running on, the way he's willing to take him on, the way I actually feel comfortable now when we're attacking down that, when he's on the left-hand side and we're attacking down that left-hand heart side, knowing that Marvin Johnson is... is I don't always feel like he's going to lose the ball. I feel like yeah. I feel like he's a comfortable pair of boots now. Do you know what I mean? That we yeah. I can trust him to be down that left-hand side and not lose possession, to either pass it off or make the right decision and beat a man. And... I like having a player that you can rely on like that. And it's just yes. so mad to, to think on the other end of that. Now, if you really, really want to make a solid case for buyers, I can see it. So I would happily go with buyers because I also respect that buyers has come into a position that's very contested, possibly more than Marvin Johnson. And he has made an impact like he has. So would you, the, would you want to put a firm case on for buyers rather than Johnson? The, the bit with Johnson for me is that it's more of how he managed to... We all saw the comments. He was getting slated. You're not playing that position. He's not, he made that position his own. He actually yeah. did turn and make that position. So I'm okay with it being Marvin Johnson because I think the way he's gone about himself really done it. And also... How That's he that. handled Theo Corbinu against MK was hilarious. True, true. <laughs> I tell you what, though. I tell you what, though, because I've got a feeling we're going to go the same way on a, on one later. I think we will give it to Byers, given off what right. you said about yep. Byers and the way we see it, because I think Johnson's going to win an award anyway. So yeah. I do think I can I can see your points for Byers earlier, and because we both sort of like we'd be happy with it. Yeah. If we had, if we had more time, we'd have split this to the Discord vote. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's a lot more. We will do that soon. Um, yeah. I think signing of the season will be George Byers, especially with the way we did it as well. Got yeah. him for a free when he wasn't. He was still under contract. Okay, so next up, it is moment of the season. Jake, talk me through your moment of the season. 
It Barry Bannon goal. That was just superb again. Which MK. one? There we MK, go. Thank you. The MK goal, where it just it made us have that belief that we were maybe hopefully getting somewhere, especially against an MK team that would have been so good. Let's be fair, that team had been superb with Twine and Co. But Bannon just to take that out, nothing and bury it was superb. And it just it. It, when you watch it back and you hear the fans going, it's just like the hairs on your arms go up. And I do, it was just one of those things where I was like, you know what? That was stunning. And it was those goals where you go, will we see something like that? Another goal like that from him yeah. next season? Maybe, maybe not. But for that, for me, it's got to be Bannon's goal. I see that and I feel that. I tried to do something about outside the box because I, tr- I tried to pitched this moment after talking to a few people and and where it started to feel like it was on. So I did go for the Portsmouth game purely because it wound a lot of people up that the people were turning up because Wednesday might be on for something. Hurst scored, but it didn't. The typical Sheffield Wednesday crumble didn't happen. Yeah. Wednesday dominated that game and looked like they were going into the playoffs strong. And that's where hope came to die. Do you know what I mean? That game (laughs) is where hope was born. Before the it eventually fizzled out. Going into it. But I must concede that I would have also put that. I It's the one I did see you write down before, you know, I scroll past your. Yeah. And I was like, I will be a little bit more interesting here then. But I would have also put that Bannon goal because yeah. we've not got a goal of the season award this season. And for me, <laughs> Barry Bannon's, Bannon's goal. You, Barry Bannon's goal against MK Dons yeah. was quality. What, what have I missed here? It just be like we haven't got a goal of the season because it was Barry Bannon's yeah, goal. It's quite obvious. And that yeah. is the moment of just that going in. Because I, 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 MK was the one where, yeah, the MK was the one where I was, where I was away for the weekend. I was with my mate, remember? Yes. And we were watching it. And we were like, because it was the one that was on Sky. And he just went, how is this man in League One? You know, is it just like it dipped in and we just, it was that one where you go, ah, do you know what yeah. sort of happens? And it's actually just happened. And for me, yeah. I think, I, I think I, we, I think we had it when we watched it. Like, we were like, oh, he's not going to eat it. And we missed it. He bloody did. Moment of the season, Barry Bannon's goal against MK Dons. Okay. We have to go through this one. Worst moment of the season. Jay. Bailey- Bailey Peacock found not looking behind him because he's behind you. You, you, as a keeper, you look behind you to make sure there's no player there. And that last concentration, that could have been one of those games which could have given us maybe a bit more to go for automatic because it yeah. was a point. And we battered them. We really did play well that game. And just have that happen, it was just, it was like, it was that point you're like, oh God, what's going to happen with the rest of the season? What else are we going to have during that period? And it was from that bit where we started having these bits where games like, right, we played up to 80 minutes. You can have your two goals and we'll take a draw. It was at that point where things started to turn and it was, it was just that whole kind of thing going, you're such a good keeper. Why would you not check it? It was just soul crushing because we'd done so well. Yeah. And have it to be at its switch as well was even worse. It was it was a rough one that really really a rough one it was it was difficult to 
to get back with that because it was it was when we were trying not to be as shaky in the, the opening moments of the game and it was a single player mistake. And it was when we started to go, Bailey's been quality, what's going on here? Because after that, Bailey went, mm. I could see actually, because that moment, Bailey started being a little bit inconsistent for a little while. And yeah, that was dreadful. My worst moment of the season though, however. And yours and it, is the one that's going to win it. Do you I've think decided, so? Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be when Sunderland equalised because yes. straight away I knew it. I knew it was gone. Yeah, it was yeah. like that slow motion watch, and then it, it, it's typical football seeing them pulling off and celebrating. I knew it was over. Yeah, and I was and I was resigned. It it was it was the immediate deflation, and then oh no, we have got another season in this league at least. Yeah. You know that for me was hands down. The worst moment of the season yeah. because Definitely. it was it, it was towards, it, it, it was the final bit of going right we know what we're doing next season now we're back in this league again we've done well to get where we were but we know we now got more improvement to make but it's that whole kind of thing of we didn't turn up in the first game that much second game we put it to them but it wasn't enough no and i also knew because we'd not played well enough that match that once they equalized we were done yeah and it was, yeah, it's just, it, it was just, it was just that kick in the gut, you know? And it, I think it, for me, the reason it becomes the worst moment as well is because it, it, it epitomizes Sheffield Wednesday and in contrast to the high, the high moment of like, oh, we've just battered Portsmouth, basically. Yeah. We, we've wished ending this, the regular season strong. We're getting ourselves up to fourth, you know? One a high, you were going into this. We finished higher than both of the teams in the playoff final, right? Yep. Because of the strong end to our season. And then that equaliser was just, yep. yeah. So for me, does, does that win your, would you say yeah, that, that one wins? wins it. Yeah, yep. Sunderland equaliser. The next award is the one to watch. Jake. Who is your one to watch for now, I, the coming I, seasons from this I'm season? I'm pretty sure I said this last season, but it's Fizz. Fizz has shown that he's had that ability during the summer of working in the gym, putting a lot of weight on, and he's become a tank. He really had become a tank. The only thing that's let him down now is little injury niggles, so it's a hamstring mm-hmm issue which is most of the team to be fair that this season but yeah. it is that situation when he got the ball he's very good at running at a player no one can get to him because they just bounce off him and he's learning the defensive side of getting back as well of how to put a tackle in he's mm. still got that potential that we saw a couple as last season and I think under Moore he's only going to get better but the problem is where do you get him in that midfield he's going to be a squad player stroke rotational player because we know how Darren Moore likes to rotate players but buyers have shown if you put a shift in and do well you'll get that spot back and the other player can have to work work for it I still think Fizz is a quality player at this league I think he's got a little bit that he just needs to improve on his game with keeping the ball and knowing when there's a player around him because you can sometimes see him thinking and the player's already got the ball. That side of the game needs to improve on, but I think he'll get there. Busy still the one for me. Yeah, I uh, I could see that and I can respect that. And I think Fizz might have won it for us last season, actually. For me, though, because of the strong start to the season and the fact that he's he's obviously newer and we've not seen as much from him, but there's potential there. For me, it's Dennis Ad- Ad- Adenaran. 
So mm. I think there's there's a player in there, a solid, solid player who seemed to link up very well with Lee Gregory early on and the fact that he's got that physicality, but he's also got that link-up play and can put a good through ball through or just take a shot and, as Gregory joked, always miss. He yeah. gets rebounded <laughs> so Gregory can get the tap-ins. Adenaran, for me, is actually the bigger one to watch going forward because I, I the would, more we I would see give from it. Him. I would give it Dennis O'Donnell because we haven't seen enough of him yet because the injury. And when we did see him, we were starting to say, he's a proper good signing this season. When yeah. he first started, he started on such a high. And it was only when he was coming back from injury, I think it was one of the games he was looking like he could have a red in him because he, just, he lost his head. But I think that's because he wasn't playing enough. But you, you could see more want to have him in that midfield. Our midfield is actually very interesting when you look what we got there now. Yeah, there's going to be a bit of a headache next season, especially if we add to that, because of who you're going to get in. Because we've seen it when Fizz and Adenovan were in the same team; they looked solid and they got a bit of communication as well. So I would give that one to Adenovan because we all want to see more from him. Yeah, and I think I think he's uh, he's always spoken well. He's got that. He's got a good attitude by the looks of it, and I I want to see more of him. And I think I think if we can get get him fit. The, the age, I think he's only 23, 24. Yeah. Like, there's there's potential there. And and we're in the position to develop players. Darren Moore seems to be good with the younger players, you know. I, mm. I found it amazing when we've got, like, we our playoffs club was one of the oldest, but I, then I realised, like, most of our younger players, they weren't playing, but we do have yeah. them there, you know, and there's, there's potential for the future. Our next award, Pitcher of the Season. Now, I'm quite careful with these sort of things. The reason I'm careful with these sort of things is because um, I just basically don't like putting things in the video that could potentially ever get a podcast taken down just in case there was any rights or things. So we're going to describe it instead because yes. it's easier to vet other things that we use for the channel yeah. that aren't in the video than the picture, the picture that we've just seen that we really enjoy. Okay. Maybe we'll talk would about it, it on would Twitter. Wouldn't it be we'll better see. if we put it on the We'll put it uh, on Twitter. We'll Twitter, put it on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, we'll put it on the Twitter because Twitter just seems shove like it, a, Shove it in the Discord as well. It seems like a it seems like the Wild West anyway. But we did yeah. we did I noticed what we did last year. We just described it. So talk me through your picture of the season. So, <laughs> so a picture that was taken for relating to Sheffield Wednesday. What is your picture of the season? So my picture of the season is Lee Gregory celebrating with that fan that got mugged off by a Denneran. When he uh, scored and he run past him and the fans trying to get away. Wasn't it the ball? ball The ball boy, yeah. Yeah. The ball boy who got mugged off by Denner and Denner at the end on Twitter said, I owe that that ball boy something because I've mugged him off there. And Lee Gregory scores and Lee Gregory immediately sees the lad and picks him up and takes him into the celebration. And you've got Lee Gregory, Marvin Johnson, Sido and this lad who's got to be 12 or 13, just properly enjoying it with his heroes in the thing and celebrating with them and going, yes, I finally got the opportunity after getting mugged off like a week ago. And Lee Gregory going, that's how you do it. And Dennis the Denner going, yeah, all right, fair play. No, yeah, I, I get that. I, I can see the photo as well. And unfortunately, the photo doesn't tell the story for me. So that's why I, I wouldn't be able to fully... But I get the story and it's fantastic. But you'd have to see more than just the picture for me. And the but picture... To, the, to be fair, to find that picture, I had to go to Sheffield Wednesday TikTok account. Wow. To remember it. Go to their TikTok account because it's on their TikTok account to then get the photograph. Amazing. For me, a picture... Sp- can to can make something iconic and we are and and everybody's using this emoji now 
yeah. uh, regarding a player, and it's become an iconic thing. It's the George Byers salute, okay? Yeah. The picture of the George Byers salute celebration, for me, has made the sort of most iconic image of the season because the this salute's is, there. It's something that fans have copied, you know. This has got to be really l- heavily into the game because his hair's not flipped back that much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I just think, I just think George Byers doing the salute celebration, the way it's become a thing in the fan base for me would win over that because if we're going off picture, for me, it's more of a picture. Yeah, and it tells the story straight away. Exactly. It's up to you, though. Uh, I'll go with uh, Bayer's celebration because as well of this season, I think it is the first season we've done the Armed Forces uh, support group as well. Right. And I think when he start, he started noticing the flag and every time he does it, he does point at the flag and then does a salute. Fair enough, fair enough. That's, that is fair enough. But, right. Yeah, we'll give it to Byers then. So Byers has got that one. Okay, cool. The next award is Most Improved Player. Now, Jake, do we even really need to know, guess who's this for both of us? Not really. It's, so you ready? It's, it, Three, yep. two, two, one. Um, Johnson. Marvin Johnson. You say Marvin Johnson. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm not even going to edit that. So we uh, we look like absolute idiots. <laughs> it's it's Marvin Johnson, isn't it? Yeah. The way the way I've got to eat humble pie on that one because I was like, what what's going on at the start of the season with Marvin Johnson? Mm. Some of the games he was playing, I was like, I'm not sure about this whatsoever. And he's just come on leaps and bounds and become an absolute player. And he's he's first name one of the first names on the team sheet for me now. Yeah, and it, it's a credit to the player, and it's a credit to Moore to stick into it as well. It shows that Moore willing to put something that doesn't work and keep it and let the player improve and get into that position. Yeah. And Darren Moore has shown that he likes the player who can be versatile. Well, you've got that with Marvin Johnson. Yeah, complete. I don't think you need to say any more. He's, he's come on leaps and bounds, and Marvin Johnson wins our most improved player. The final award for today is the player of the season. Now, the player of the season, obviously, this might be what we voted for when we actually did the player of the season. It, it might not be. It might be we've had time to think since then, which is why we held our awards off a little while. Who's your player of the season, Jake? Barry Bannon. Elaborate. He, he just, he's always that player that you can have in the squad who got that killer ball and... This season alone, his goals alone have been superb. He's had an eye for goal. He's, I think he had a bet with Lee Gregory who were going to get the most goals as well. And when Barry Bannon plays, there's just something that is really nice to watch and the team pick up on it because the moment he gets subs, it goes flat. You don't yeah. have that thing. And from last season to this season, he's less of a shouty captain now. You can see him talking with players more than shouting at him. He's learning that role of captaincy as well, where he will stop a little bit, think before he's going to talk to a player. If it's a referee or another player on the other team, he's going in full mouth. It doesn't matter because he does. But the thing is that Barry Banny is very calm and collective at times when he's with the players now. And I think that a credit to him being a captain now because he didn't have that. But his goals alone has helped. And 
we're going to have to start looking for the net Barry Bannon soon yeah. because there's not much. Because next season could be the one where we're turning around and said Barry Bannon's not been retained. You could see it. You could see it. So I have also gone for Barry Bannon. Now, this is a bit different for me because I didn't vote for Barry Bannon in the Wednesday one. I gave it to Johnson. Um, but I can't, in good faith now, looking back at the whole season, now I've had time to think it's, it is Barry Bannon for me. Mm. It's He's one player that you can look at on that pitch and you're like, how can you do that? Right. How does your football... He's got such a good footballing brain mm. and to have that at this level, it's incredible. You know? I'd love to see him as a coach when he gets older. Yeah, well, obviously, players adapt to different things after their career, but to see what he can do on that pitch, he's a player that excites me. He's a player that I trust, you know? And again, as I was saying, having a player you can trust, I think he... I think he's... He's been underappreciated at the club at times. You know, I think it's it's very in to say, to have a pop at Barry Bannon or it's very, you know, it's, it's very in to say that he should be doing more because he's on this, he's on that, which is obviously part of the course. Whatever you want to say about that, it can get stupid. It's ridiculous. But like, it, beco- it becomes very easy to bash Barry Bannon because he's the player most things go through or that used to be the case. Should he be doing more because he's the leader? But he is he has also shouldered that responsibility and you could see at the end of the season how much it affected him that we didn't go up because he cares about the club. And we talk about loyalty a lot and we talk about players signing on for the for the club in situations and sticking through. The fact that everybody has just been talking about how surprised they are we've got a player of Barry Bonner's quality shows that there are still players that respect Sheffield Wednesday as an institution yeah. and respect this fan base, right? And Barry Banner's performances, his whole demeanour, everything about him for me just screams player of the season. And that that's pretty much the long and short of it. He has been quality this season. He's been so much better since he's moved a little bit forward and not everything has had to go through him, even though he still wants the ball all the time. There's other options and I think it's it's suited him down to the ground. And if that can continue this season and he gets us up, I could see him being player of the season again next season. I think he was possibly our player of the season last season. Probably was. Right? Because a bit of the Barry Bannon love in here, we're not going to lie. Yeah. But yeah, Barry Bannon, the Talking Wednesday player of the season for the 2021-2022 season. Last year of his contract. Let's hope it's a really, really good year for him. Yeah. And to, to be fair to what Bannon does to the club, he, he's, you can tell he's a player that had the situation where we took a chance on him when he came in. A big chance because he wasn't, I think he was at Palace and I think they let him go and no one was looking at him. And since then, he just wanted to stay. And we are lucky that he still carried on and want to stay here because he probably had a lot of offers in the path that he could have gone. And it's nice to see that player falling in love with a club and wanting to stay because it's something you don't see very often these days. Yeah, I concur. But that is it. That's all I've got for this week's episode. That is the end of the awards, but it's also the end of talk, the Talking Wednesday podcast, episode 69. Have you got anything to add, Jake? Just have a good one and don't laugh at the number. <laughs> oh, of course you are. I'm probably going to call this episode nice. <laughs> I have only got one chance to do it. It's going to be this, this one, isn't it? So, yeah. uh, yes. Maybe another year older, but I'm still... 
grossly a child. But yeah, <laughs> that is all for this week's episode. Take care, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya.